Unite for the Sake of Humanity by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As was stated in the last blast, the human race, as a species, is in danger of extinction. Evil men guided by evil supernatural forces mean to take over the planet, leaving only enough humans to serve them. Although few in number, the power of these men is great as they are backed and led in action by this unseen evil force. But those that know their God are not afraid of them or their capabilities as the name of Yeshua is greater than any name and his power already proven superior. He allowed the evil ones to come at him full force 2,000 years ago from all sides. They fought him through the humans they guided at the time, taking him prisoner, flogging, spitting on him, mocking, scoffing, making fun of him. Little did the people know the word, the thoughts, the knowledge of God was given a bodysuit and sent to show them, and all mankind, the way back into God's rest, back into God's perfect plan for man, back to the garden. Instead, they allowed themselves to be puppets of the unseen supernatural enemy, and today it is no different. Many shepherds from both Judaism and Christianity, and in fact all different faiths, even though they love the one true God, are being just as misled as those 2,000 years ago. They have allowed themselves to be divided into denominations, different religions, nationalities, countries, counties, states, etc. It is imperative we become one household of God. The house of David is to be raised in these end days to lead humanity back to God's original plans of a perfect life for His children, the human family. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 11 But Christ came as high priest of the good things to come, with the greater and more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation. Psalm chapter 102 verse 18 This will be written for the generation to come, that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 16 Do you not know that you are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Acts chapter 15 verses 16 through 17 After this I will return and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up, so that the rest of mankind may seek the Lord. Even all the Gentiles who are called by my name, says the Lord, who does all these things. So, humanity must come together as one house. Yahweh is God. He is our Creator, our Father. He has rules that pertain to the kingdom He wishes to bestow on us, His house rules. He actually wrote them on our hearts because He has a plan for our restoration that must be followed as His law will set us free. If obeyed, we will be loosed from the control of this realm that is supervised by the enemy as God's laws supersede those of man. God came in a bodysuit 
so all men could see the way to fulfill and establish his laws and by them defeat the evil forces that have been misleading us since the very beginning. That's why every device known to man and devils was executed against that bodysuit called the Son of God. Even death and Hades took its best shot, but he rose the victor over all. Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says, Having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. You see, one of God's laws, the law of faith, takes precedence over even death. Jesus, the Word of God made flesh, is the Torah, the law. He is the rock, the cornerstone of the house of David. He is the life force that flows through all who are born through the Word, and His victory lives in them. They are living stones that form the resurrected temple of God. It's all about God and His family, His house being fruitful and filling this earth according to His original plans and His dwelling among them. It's going to take unity, however, to forget religion and come together as God's family. It will surely take humility to forget who we are, what we've made of ourselves, to be made into living stones the master builder can use. But look at the promised result. Revelation chapter 21 verse 4 And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. This is our promise, backed by God's oath, His covenant. God is releasing knowledge for all that love Him that will pull His victory, already accomplished in the supernatural, to the earth resulting in a new heaven and a new earth. But this is only if we will hear His voice, obey, and come together as humanity to form the house or His body that He can dwell in to make it happen. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 13 Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, in which righteousness dwells. You see, those called to be leaders across the earth will be the head of His body. Those He does works through are His body members. The head sits on the shoulders of the body, and as the body matures to its full stature and unites in purpose, his victory is manifested to the earth. Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of His government and peace there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over His kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Again, the victory is already accomplished in the supernatural we lack power to walk in this victory here on earth mainly because of our division 
Please hear what I'm trying to say. We have one Father. Call him what you may. There is one God. We're of one blood. Acts chapter 17 verse 26. And he is made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings. He has a plan for each of us. In other words, a part of the earth or a portion was meant to be given to each family. And again, we are one blood. Malachi chapter 2 verse 10 Have we not all one Father? Has not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously with one another by profaning the covenant of the fathers? We are all descendants of Adam. He and Eve defected from God's perfection and entered into the plans of the adversary. As stated earlier, God himself, with the intentions of restoring man to his original perfect state, came to show us the way back. The point being, by rejecting Yeshua, or Jesus, we reject God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19 That is, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. One God, different roles, different titles, Father in creation, Son as Savior, Holy Spirit in us, but one God. Those that are born through God and walk in His knowledge are chosen as His body, His house on earth, flesh of His flesh, bone of His bone. This bodysuit is much bigger, so all the world can see and follow. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 To them God willed to make known what are the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is, Christ in you, the hope of glory, hope of being the tabernacle of God, the house of God, the church glorious, triumphant, the eternal church. If God would not allow Enoch or Elijah to see corruption, he certainly would not let the bodysuit of his spirit dwelled in to see corruption either. And the same goes for those who are his body today. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 But if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 through 54 speaks of the same thing. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verses 51 through 54 Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die, but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible has put on incorruption, and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. 
Wouldn't it be wonderful if our loved ones could live forever, our friends could be our friends for eternity, and even our pets would never die? What if every godly desire we ever had would be fulfilled, and no one on the planet would be hungry, poor, or without homes? What if we were never sick or in pain, and every day was filled with joy, happiness, and peace? No sorrow, no corruption, decay, mold or mildew to be found. Everything would be vibrant, perfect, and forever. No hurricanes, tornadoes, or earthquakes. Not even any pests or dangers from the animals, as they would be friendly to us and one another. No more fatigue, no more strife, only the peace that comes from not being held captive to either the enemy or time. What if a portion of the planet was given to each of us and there was nothing lacking or missing for our existence? Sure, there may be challenges, but what if we could seek advice from God Himself, the tree of life, on how to meet them? Do you realize all these conditions exist within the promises of God and are guaranteed by His covenants? Here are just a few scriptures that show us God's blessings. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Isaiah chapter 65, verses 21 through 24 They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For as the days of a tree, so shall be the days of my people, and my elect shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain, nor bring forth children for trouble. For they shall be the descendants of the blessed of the Lord, and their offspring with them. It shall come to pass that before they call, I will answer, and while they are still speaking, I will hear. Isaiah chapter 11, verses 6 through 8. The wolf also shall dwell with the lamb, the leopard shall lie down with the young goat, the calf and the young lion and the fatling together, and a little child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze, their young ones shall lie down together, and the lion shall eat straw like the ox. The nursing child shall play by the cobra's hole, and the winged child shall put his hand in the viper's den. Let us close with the scripture we used earlier, as it will mean so much more now that we understand we, as the human race, must unite as one house, the tabernacle of God, to carry out His plans of reversal and renewal. Revelation chapter 21 verses 3 through 4 And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, or His house, and He will dwell with them, and they shall be His people. God Himself will be with them and be their God. Now look again at what can happen. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. 
So please, people of God, let us put aside our differences so the power of God can flow to the defeat of the unseen forces that are destroying our lives and unite as one house for the sake of humanity.